quick, if you would, with me. Um, I would like to, to go into just a, a few moments of prayer. Uh, a couple of specific needs come to mind. Uh, number one, I'm sure most of you are potentially received the email this morning that Sister Nell Wilson had uh, her procedure done this morning. And I think it would be in order if we would hold her up in prayer that, that she would recover quickly from that. Amen. I don't know that I could say that I've met a more wonderful person than Nell Wilson. And uh, I think it would be in order to do that for her this evening. Amen. The other item I would like to bring to our remembrance tonight is the fact that we are in a season of prayer and fasting uh, for our Ready Now campaign this week. We've uh, had sign up, hopefully. Uh, I didn't check the schedule recently uh, to see if all the slot times, uh, time slots were filled, but we were uh, in a season of 24-hour prayer and fasting for our Promoting Our Future service, which is taking place this coming Sunday. Um, and I want to, to take a few moments while we're praying uh, also to remember these services this weekend, this single service. It is a wonderful time. I don't know that there, uh, I, I, I can only speak from experience. I've been here a, a little while. I haven't been here uh, since, you know, the foundation of the world. But uh, I would say that in my time here, which has been a pretty good piece of time, amen, this is an exciting time, if not the most exciting time that our church has seen in, in recent past. And we are excited. We are going forward in victory. We're believing that God is going to provide miraculously. We believe that he has all strength and all power and that it's already done and that it's already paid for in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you believe with me, why don't we pray, amen, and seek the Lord for a few moments this evening. Jesus, we're so thankful tonight to know the one true living God of glory. We're thankful for your strength and for your power. We're thankful to know that you're alive and well. Hallelujah. Thankful that you're still in the healing business, Lord God. When the saints of the Most High God cry out to their God, you are quick and sure to answer prayer. <coughs> you are quick to intervene on our behalf, Lord Jesus. Amen. Tonight we bring before you a Sister Nell Wilson, Lord God. You know the struggles in her body that she has been facing recently. And I believe that you're able to touch her this night, that you're able to minister to her in a mighty way. Hallelujah. We believe by faith tonight that it is well with her body. We believe tonight that you are working on her behalf. Amen. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we are grateful for exciting times that we live in. Hallelujah. An exciting day for the church to go forward with strength and authority and with victory. Hallelujah. We are declaring tonight Amen. We are speaking words of life this night. Amen. That this weekend is going to be a huge success. Hallelujah. That you are going to pour out blessing and power and strength and direction this weekend, Lord God. And I pray that we would all be a part of it, that we would all join in, hallelujah, to what you're doing and be involved in the work of God's kingdom in these last days that we live in. Hallelujah. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the church said, amen. Man, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. You may be seated. If you are interested in some directions, there's a, a half sheet split long ways uh, available on the table back by the water fountain. Please feel free to avail yourself of that. Um, there are written out directions for those of you that do not have GPS, but the address is also on there. Uh, we will be meeting uh, this Sunday at 10 uh, 30 a.m. at the Oasis Conference Center in Loveland. Hallelujah. Uh, a couple of more announcements that I had. The lilies in the back that you may have seen coming in, 
uh, are free for the taking. If anybody's interested in those, please feel free to pick one of those up and uh, enjoy them at your house. We would uh, be glad for you to do that. And also tomorrow evening, we are having a church-wide prayer meeting uh, for the Ready Now campaign, and we would be uh, glad for you to come and be a part of that. Amen. It is important for us all to be involved and uh, see the work of God go forward in Cincinnati. Can I get an amen tonight? Hallelujah. Uh, we are so grateful that you're here this evening. Uh, Pastor Urshan is not able to be here tonight, and hopefully you guys are okay with me being up here because you don't have a choice. All right. Amen. Um, I, I, I'm picking a bit of a sticky subject, one that, that perhaps we have to tread lightly on uh, in, in several ways of speaking, which perhaps you'll understand a little bit better in just a little bit of time. But um, I have enjoyed watching uh, the Olympics for a long, long time, and it has always amazed me the distance that runners or athletes uh, in both winter and summer Olympics, can push their bodies to the distances that they can run mile after mile after mile, even though it hurts, even though it's extremely painful. Um, there's acid that builds up in their muscles, which causes severe pain. And yet you will see these long-distance runners uh, that can, can run just tens, twenties of mile. I don't know the exact distance that they run, but it's crazy. The distance that they can, they can go and I have observed that, that a lot of these people come from a lot of different areas of the world. And I would venture to say that they probably don't have a lot in common. But one thing that they do have in common is that they are not carrying around much weight. They're not carrying around much weight. And I believe tonight that our church is entering into a new season. And what used to work perhaps is not uh, working anymore in that the Lord is calling us to higher places. The Lord is calling us... Uh, to be more involved, to be uh, more a part of, of the work of the Lord in Cincinnati. And I don't believe what we've done in the past is going to cut it anymore for the day that we live in, this uh, day that we're living in. It's exciting time to know the Lord. And for just a little while this evening, I would like to speak to the church on weight loss. On weight loss. I want to take my scripture text this evening uh, from Hebrews 12 and verse 1. You don't have to turn there. It's just a short, short scripture and I hope not to take uh, very long this evening. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. As I, as I mentioned a moment ago, weight is something that will hinder a person from uh, winning a particular race. And likewise, in the spiritual realm, weights that I have that are, that are weighing me down will prevent me from winning the race that I am in with my, my walk with the Lord. And while it is a walk with the Lord, it is still a race that we are in. It's a race that we are um, pressing, for, pressing toward, that we are desirous uh, to be involved with, that um, the Lord would use us and that we would uh, find at the end of our days that we are found with the Lord and that all is well and that he says well done to us and enters and brings us into the glory of the Lord in heaven. Now, I will pose a question this evening, or perhaps make a statement would be a, a better way to say this. I will say tonight that I have never in my born days seen a sumo wrestler in a marathon race. Never, not one time, have I seen a sumo wrestler in a marathon race. 
I've seen them do some other stuff, but, but running a marathon is not something that I have ever seen them do. And frankly, I will be honest tonight, I'm not sure I would like to see that. Um, now, I can, I can commit myself to run a race all day long, all day long. I can commit myself to that, and I can dedicate myself to that goal, and it's a worthy endeavor to do that. But I will never finish any race that I am in on this side of glory in a winning position, carrying around a lot of extra weight. Can't do it. Won't happen. Now, I can remember vividly when we uh, moved to France. Uh, it will be a year ago this summer uh, that we returned, and a year before that, uh, that we went. And my Lord in heaven, God help us, we had so much luggage uh, to take with us. What do you take with you when you're moving uh, to another continent that you've never been to before? Uh, I'm still not quite sure that we got that equation right. Uh, we brought a lot of stuff with us, and I just couldn't imagine when we got there, what on earth did I bring all of this stuff for? Uh, some crazy things, extension cords. I have no idea. They're totally different outlets, but I brought extension cords. I don't know why. Um, but I remember, I don't remember how many luggage, how many bags we took with us when we went, but I do remember how many we had when we returned. And we had 11 suitcases, the biggest ones that the plane could handle, uh, that we returned with, plus a car seat that we had taken with us, which weighed about 900 pounds that I had to tote through uh, the Cincinnati airport and through Charles de Gaulle airport in France. It was a glorious time. I would recommend it to anybody that's interested in losing some weight. Uh, it was wonderful. And on top of all that, we had carry-ons that were stuffed to the gills with books and toys and all manner of crazy things that we drug along with us to uh, the other side of the world. And one thing I promise you I can say tonight with great authority is this, that you don't move quickly when you have a lot of extra weight that you are carrying around. And there's no way, <laughs> given all the stuff that we took with us, that I could ever win a race that I perhaps was in to get to the gate on time or to get to my destination so that I made my connections that I needed to make, carrying along a lot of that additional weight. As I stated a moment ago, even our carry-on luggage was stuffed just as full as we could get it, and it, too, would have prevented me from winning a race that I would have been on in an effort to make my flights. Now, in all this, we are, we're very good-intentioned. We're very good-intentioned uh, when it comes to, to uh, doing things for the Lord and being involved, and we do our very best. We do our very best to hold on to God as he's pulling us up out of our deep, miry clay uh, of sin, as the songwriter wrote, with one hand, and we are holding on just as tight as we can, but yet oftentimes with the other hand, we're holding on to a lot of junk and a lot of baggage, a lot of carry-ons perhaps, that are preventing us from going with Jesus or holding on to Jesus the way that we should uh, had we let go of those things, had we not been trying to drag all that stuff along with us. Uh, I've heard that the last 10 pounds is the hardest to take off, and God forbid that should be the case uh, when it comes to our walk with the Lord. Now, I will say, and this perhaps is an obvious statement, that there is no, um, there's no problem with the Lord being having the strength to pull us up out of our sin and to wash us clean. I believe oftentimes, though, the issue is that we perhaps are not readily willing to release those things that, um, that we still have involved in our life. Uh, the Bible is very clear that he has all power over sin, very clear that he has all power over sin, but more times than not, we have all these extra things that we are carrying around with us, 
and perhaps we don't even realize what's taking place or what's going on or the situation that's going on. We're not even cognizant of what's happening. Now, I will uh, perhaps bring uh, your mind back. We've had some crazy weather, and the snow was flying today, so I thought it would be good since yesterday was 75 and today was 35 and going down to 27 this evening that perhaps we should talk about the holiday season a little bit uh, while we talk about weight loss. Now, how many have been ever been guilty of, of overeating just a very bit, little bit at, at the holiday season? Now, I know there better be more hands go up in the house of the Lord for fear that God is going to strike you down. You do it. You don't even realize two we got two. <laughs> That's awesome. People with both hands up. That's wonderful. Honesty is the best policy. Hallelujah. Um, we've, we've all been guilty of that. We've had a few too many meals, rich uh, meals that perhaps we don't eat any other time of the year, just a couple times a year, a few too many chocolates, too many sweets, and, and New Year's rolls around, and we go to the grocery store, innocent, minding our own business, uh, needing to pick up a few things, and we enter Walmart, and at the, the stroke of midnight on December 31st, somehow the, the magician at Walmart just changed the whole store around, and you enter, and there you are faced with diet pills and exercise equipment. And frankly, I don't really appreciate that personally. I don't like that at all. Uh, Santa knows that I've been better good, and somehow Walmart got the message too. And, and uh, you're faced with that. And the fact is you've put on weight, and you didn't even realize that it happened. And you're not fooling anyone uh, by thinking that that did not perhaps happen to you. I'm sure that we have all been there at one time or another. And the fact of the matter is this is the same spiritually. We put on additional weight, additional baggage, additional sin perhaps in our life that we, we don't even realize or recognize that's there, and we take them on innocently enough. The devil paints such a beautiful picture for all these things that he will have us take on and, and, and ingest, and, and, and we don't even realize that we've put on this additional weight. Now, I know that a lot of us have been around for quite a long time. I realize that. Um, we've gotten rid of a, lot of a lot of the big baggage that we came to the Lord with, right? Um, we, we've put aside uh, fornication. We've put aside uh, 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 drinking, stealing. We don't do that anymore. Adultery. We would never dream of, of doing something like that. And yet, I would venture to say, because I have experienced it in my own life, and, and I also have observed it in the life of others, that many will keep a carry-on. They'll drag it around. It's fine. It's cool. I got a carry-on uh, with all my little things that, that are just little quirks about me and things that, that, are, just, that are okay because they're just, it's just who I am. It's all right. And, and you carry them around, and perhaps you might even qualify them as being small sins, that, that you would carry around, and it's extra weight that is dragging you down. Now, we would not think anymore of, of, of doing these things such as adultery or, or being addicted to, to drugs or, or any other kind of substance, but many of these things that I'm, that I'm referencing tonight, these little sins, these weights that will beset us, these weights that hold us back are things that that the outside world doesn't really see. Nobody really knows about it. Nobody can see it. They can't visually uh, perceive it with their natural eyes. Uh, things like envy and strife and jealousy, you can't really readily see that most times, although it is possible to, I guess, if you were looking real hard. And, and you begin to realize that you've had these things that you've been carrying around, 
and, and you've got to get rid of these things. We've got to get rid of all these things. And, and maybe perhaps it's not even sin that you have involved in your life, but there are weights that are holding you back from reaching your potential in the Lord. A couple of weeks ago, uh, probably I think it was last Wednesday, in fact, Pastor Urshan was talking about the mountain and the mountain that we deal with and that we face, this struggle that we have, that, that we can't get the mountain to move out of our way because we have things in our life. And it's the same thing that I'm referencing tonight. I mean, there might be a relationship that you're involved with, and, and perhaps it's not sinful, but it's not becoming to you as a child of God. It's not building you up. It's not making you better. So there are these weights that we are carrying around with us. And, and we do our best. We, we uh, put them in a nice little carry-on. We can tuck it away. We keep them out of sight. They'll fit real nice in the overhead compartment of the airplane. Nobody needs to know anything about these little things that we are dealing with. And yet here they are, these things that are holding us back. It might even have a nice beautiful bag to put them in with wheels and straps to make it real comfortable to tote these things around with us wherever we go. But the fact of the matter is, despite how comfortable it might be, that weight that you are carrying will keep you from reaching your potential in the Lord. Is that okay? I had a co-worker that I was working with several years ago, and uh, for, for months, every day, the man wore the same hoodie, the same zip-up hoodie uh, at work. And I just thought that was a little bit peculiar because, you know, most people don't, don't wear the same clothes every day. They might not necessarily wash them every day, but they would wait and wear them again later. Um, but he would wear this vest over and over again, and I, or this hoodie over and over again. And finally, several months had passed, and I never did ask him about it, but, but one time the office was particularly warm, and he decided he was going to, he took the hoodie off, and what he had on underneath was a weight vest that I had never seen before where you can add weights to. And basically, you just carry around the weights by default in order to lose the weight that you are, you know, involved that's actually attached to you, not by Velcro. And, and you know, it's convenient, it's comfortable for him to do it that way. And then it worked out and he lost weight and, and that was great and good for him. But despite how comfortable it has become for you, carrying around these weights that have uh, perhaps weighing you down that you didn't even realize were there, the fact of the matter is, as I've stated already, they are holding you back from reaching your potential in the Lord. You can become accustomed. You can get well-adjusted to those things, and, and they're just there. They've been there for years, and, and you're okay with them. You've gotten used to it. But the fact of the matter remains is that it's weight, and it's holding you back. Experience. That weight is something that goes on real easy, real easy, real easy. And it is not so easy to get off. It is not so easy to get off. But despite the fact that it is not easy to get off, those that uh, commit themselves to it and, and exercise and, and uh, uh, eat right and do everything they need to do to lose weight, no one can deny the fact that weight loss in the natural sense and certainly in the uh, spiritual sense, there are tremendous benefits that come along with an weight loss uh, that you can uh, experience in your body. And the same is true in a spiritual sense. Uh, getting rid of extra spiritual weight or sin also has uh, a number of far-reaching spiritual benefits, and I am thankful for them this evening. We're going to talk about them for a little bit tonight. Now, research has shown that people who have lost weight 
oftentimes sleep better. They sleep better when they lose weight. Matthew chapter 8 and 20, and then verses 23 through 27 says this, And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Verse 23, Now when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep, the Bible says. Jesus was asleep in the boat. It didn't matter what was happening on the outside. He was able to sleep, I mean, because of his position, because of who he was, because of his relationship with the Lord as being the Son of God. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? And then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Amen. Sleep, wonderful sleep, restful sleep. Amen. When you have gotten rid of things that you knew were there and shouldn't be there, that have been there perhaps for too long, that, that uh, maybe they were there and you didn't know they were there, and then somehow the Lord has prompted you and made you realize that there were things there that shouldn't be. Now, I can remember personally in a time in my life when I was younger, and I had sin uh, in my life, and it will eat away at you. I know that I'm speaking the truth tonight. It will eat away with you. Consume your thoughts. Man, it's all you can think about. Guilt, like you have never felt guilt before. But when you get victory over those things, man, I cannot tell you how wonderful a feeling it is. No more sleepless nights, no more pain, no more heartache. And all the rest that came when I got my, my uh, issues right with the Lord. All the rest that came when I got in communion with Jesus. All the rest that came when I was baptized, hallelujah, and had my sins washed away. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So uh, rest is a wonderful benefit of weight loss, both uh, spiritually and naturally. Another benefit that we have when we are interested and desirous and lose weight naturally and spiritually, is it improves your survival. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. It improves your survival. Let's look at the story of, of uh, Nicodemus in John chapter 3, uh, verse 4 through 17. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born... Of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We're talking about a different kind of life. We're talking about a different kind of survival. We're talking about living beyond this life and having hope beyond this, this meager, painful existence that we live on on this side of glory, slogging to work, and then making uh, money to pay the bills and to, to provide a roof for yourself and, and provide food to eat. Nicodemus answered and said, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel? And do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And Moses lifted up 
the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish. We're talking about a different kind of life. We're talking about improved uh, survival, improving our, our, our possibility for us living a longer life, that him should not perish but have eternal life, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. How many are thankful that he came? How many are thankful that you have a better outlook than when you started? Hallelujah. So thankful for it tonight. So thankful. Now, pastor says this. He said this quite a lot recently. We've uh, dealt with a lot of uh, death uh, here recently. Well, I, I personally have dealt with a little bit uh, more, but uh, Pastor Pasley passed away, and, and one of the statements that Pastor has said recently is death is one of the most unnatural things that this that we could ever experience in this life. And uh, my in this same amount of time, last Thursday, my grandmother passed away. She was 102 years old, 102, wonderful lady, love her dearly, and is so grateful for her influence in my life. Uh, she was a godly woman, a prayerful woman, and I am grateful uh, for that in my life. But, but, but we, we look at 102 years old, and we think that that's a long life to live, and it certainly is a long life to live by our standards. But the fact of the matter is, as Pastor has said, uh, Adam and Eve should still be here. They should still be fruitful. They should still be multiplying. They should still be here without arthritis and without pain and without suffering in their body because that was God's plan from the beginning. But death entered the equation. That old serpent, he tempted man and was the one that brought death into the equation. And still today, it's true. Have you ever noticed that the things that we associate with evil or with the devil, have you ever noticed that those things involve death? Horror movies, oftentimes I've not seen any, don't care to, not interested at all, but often involve some death in some awful, awful way, or, or Halloween time rolls around, and, and every manner of thing that, that, that comes out oftentimes involves some evil-looking creature or involves death in some way, and that's, that's what the enemy is all about. That's what he's desiring to do by putting these weights on you is to take you down. People with uh, weight problems have a shorter lifespan, amen, but when you take care of those things and when you get uh, rid of the extra weight that's not there, you improve, amen, your potential to live a longer life. And the same is true in the spiritual realm, that you can live a longer life, amen, with the Lord if you will take care of the issues, uh, the sin problem that you might have in your life. The enemy is all about death. That's all he's concerned with. That's all he desires to do, despite the pretty picture that he will try to paint for you, uh, to call you in, to, to entice you, to bring you in. The fact of the matter is, when death comes far, when sin uh, amen, comes forth, it brings forth death, and nothing good comes from that. Nothing good comes from that at all, but I am thankful tonight for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He came, amen, and took that potential away from us. We don't have to fear death. It's not something we have to be afraid of. If we will get things right with the Lord, everything can be okay. Your conscience can be clean. Hallelujah. Amen. You can make it in this life. He came. He came. He came to take care of our sin problem, and you can cast off the heavy chains of condemnation that the enemy would seek to heap on you. The enemy was working so hard every day, every day, that's his sole intent, is to take you out. But if you will get right with Jesus, 
and uh, he will help you get through uh, the situations that you're facing and the pain and the uh, challenging situations of sin in your life and work it out for your good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another benefit to weight loss is improved mobility. Improved mobility. Losing nine pounds, I read, losing nine pounds relieves 40 pounds worth of pressure on your joints. 40 pounds worth of pressure on your joints. Now, uh, if my observations are correct, and I can only speak from what I have observed, the people that I have noticed that seem to struggle the most with moving closer to the Lord are those that can't seem to fully commit to him. Those that can't seem to fully commit to him. And it does not have to be that way. It simply does not have to be that way. Uh, the Bible says this. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, and he said this in 15, chapter 1 Corinthians 15 and 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass these saying that it is written, death or sin is swallowed up in victory. So we don't have to deal with that anymore. God has taken care of all these things. He goes on to say, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of, uh, of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I am thankful for hope tonight. I am thankful for hope beyond this life. Jesus Christ has won the victory, and there's no reason why any one of us, amen, should have to deal with the attacks of the enemy all by ourselves. Amen. God has made a way. Hallelujah. God shed his blood. We have power over him. Hallelujah. Victory can be found in Jesus Christ, and victory is here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Do whatever you need to get close to him. Do whatever you need, hallelujah, to get close to the Lord God, and you will never, ever regret that you have done those things. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Uh, Acts chapter 17 verse 24 says this God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands neither is worshipped with men's hand as though he needed anything seeing he giveth uh, to all life and breath and all things and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined that Determine the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord. And if they haply might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from any one of us. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what we're facing. It doesn't matter what we're going through. Hallelujah. The Lord is there. The Lord is able. If you will cry out to him, he will surely answer prayer. I'm not taking long tonight. The musicians will come. I'm going to finish up here forthright. And um, we'll get you guys out early this evening. One of the last and most surprising things that I learned about uh, weight loss that was a benefit to us is that it improves brain function. It's kind of interesting. It improves brain function. It helps you, in other words, it helps you think better. It can even reverse brain damage. I read in an article, it can even reverse brain damage. Now, I can't tell you the number of times that I have heard people say on the other side of their sin, once they had gone through the season of sin that was pleasurable and got to the other side of that sin, 
Can I tell you the number of times I have heard people say, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Sin has a way of twisting the way that you think about things. Sin has a way of making things look pretty when really they're as ugly as ugly can be. And when you get to the other side of that thing that you uh, thought was so appealing and so wonderful, and you get to the other side and it really reveals itself to you for what it really truly is, it really is not a very pretty thing at all. It will twist your outlook on life. It makes things seem right when actually they're wrong, so very wrong. Now, if I were to challenge any one of us tonight to go down to a busy, busy street corner, now I know that may be a challenge here in Cincinnati because the sidewalks roll up at a certain hour and there's not a lot of foot traffic anymore. But if you went down to Kenwood Mall and if you uh, had the, the audacity or the boldness to ask someone at the mall whether or not they have ever had a sexual encounter, chances are you would get a lot of affirmative responses to that question. Now, if you followed up that question and you asked them, are you married, the difference between question one and question two, I'm guessing probably would not be equal. You may have a lot of, of affirmative responses for question one, and you probably have a significantly less affirmative responses for question two when asked if the individual is married. Why? Because sin has a way of twisting what's right or what's wrong and making it seem like it is right. That relationship between a man and a woman was intended to be only between one man and one woman. And do you know what happens when, when those things unite as God had intended them to unite? Life is formed. Life. You are able to create a human being. It produces life. Why? Because God has come to produce life. Everything that God does, all that he is concerned with is getting people back to life, amen, and getting them back into relationship and communion with him. And it was never meant to be in any other context. There's so much guilt associated, amen, with, with little flings here and there, one night stands, and on and on and on. Uh, go through a high school and ask teenagers whether or not they have any regrets for, for doing these things. And I guarantee you'll get a lot of folks that wish they wouldn't have done a lot of things that they have done because sin has a way of twisting your outlook on things and making things that seem right. That, that relationship was always supposed to be a wonderful thing, a wonderful thing. There should never have been guilt between uh, that in that interaction between a man and a woman should always have been the way that God intended it to be, and there would never have been guilt associated with that. Romans says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, the Bible says. And it is so easy. It is so easy to be conformed to the world around you. It's hard for a salmon to swim upstream, but he has found that it is what he needs to do, and he does it, he or she does it anyway, to get back where they're supposed to be. And I know that it is not easy. It's not always easy to go against the flow. It's not easy Amen, when your friends invite you out to go drinking and you say, no, I don't do that. No, I don't want to be involved with that. 
It's not easy to do that, but the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but here's where the key is, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Every day, renew your mind. Every day, hallelujah, listen to music that uplifts the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know, I know that there is music out there that is not necessarily bad. There's not necessarily anything wrong with it. The lyrics are acceptable. Uh, you know, music probably that, that I could rattle off and we would all be able to hum the tune to it. That's not necessarily bad, but, but the fact is, is that it doesn't bring you closer to Jesus. Now, it's hard. It is easy enough to get away from Jesus as it is that I don't need music in my ear telling me or causing me to, to, to go to that place to think about something else beside the Lord. And it's not something that you have to be conscious about, but when you have music playing, amen, it just comes naturally. Amen, when God is praised, when God is lifted up, hallelujah, he will enter the place that you're in. Perhaps you have your earbuds in and it's just you and nobody else can hear what you're listening to. Amen, but be not conformed to this world. Renew your mind every day. Renew your mind every day, hallelujah, and cast off those weights that the enemy would seek to take you out with. Bible goes on to say, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is roaring as a lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. It's what he's doing every day, every day. And if you're not mindful, he will do what he does best. He will paint a pretty picture for it. He will make everything very, uh, and he has such a kind uh, that will destroy you. He is the master advertiser, advertiser, and I am a sucker for new packaging. So watch out, watch out, and cast off these weights that might so easily beset us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah! It's a new season that we are going into. Amen. It is a new time. Amen. Things that we have carried around for a long time. Don't need to carry those around any longer. Don't need to carry those around any longer. Hallelujah. The master baggage handler, if I can put it that way, is here tonight. Hallelujah. He can take care of the situations you're facing. He can take care of struggles that you have had for decades and decades. He can take it away in a moment. He can take it away in a moment. Amen. If you would give it to him. Hallelujah, brother. Brother Wilson and Brother Voles, please go ahead this morning. Let's all stand this evening. Hallelujah. 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 I want to be holy, holy like you. Holy Spirit, purify me. Cleanse and make me new. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If that's your heart's desire, why don't you sing it? Amen. From the depths of your heart tonight. Hallelujah. I want to be holy. Holy like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to be holy. Holy like you.